G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Talking about your workstation being your worship station. Hey, don't we keep church separate from our workplace? Well, a little more on the workplace today, but in the context of something very significant that's coming up, there is a very exciting initiative on its way in September that has a special focus in equipping and mobilizing of young leaders to live out God's purpose for their lives. Now, the event that's coming up is called The Gathering. It's a two-day event that is scheduled for the Gold Coast in Queensland from the 12th to the 14th of September. Now, the organizers are themselves sponsoring 130 young leaders to attend the event that's designed to create genuine relationships and real connections between mentors and peers. And the mentors who will be at the gathering are like a who's who of Australia's Christian leaders, like a former Premier of New South Wales, Mike Baird, Senator for Queensland, Amanda Stoker, a former CEO and President of General Electric's Europe, Mark Hutchinson, the CEO of Access Today, Joanna White, and former Deputy Prime Minister of Australia, John Anderson, among many of the amazing mentors that these young people will have real connections with over the time that they'll be at the gathering. Now, the gathering will help delegates to explore what it means to live out their faith and calling through diligently serving and excelling in their day-to-day work. Well, let's get some insights into our workstation being our worship station and some details, too, about what's coming with The Gathering. Jonathan Green, he's founder and host of The Gathering and is a director of the William Wilberforce Foundation. Jonathan, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's always good to be with you on on 2020. Jonathan, we'll get into our workstation being our worship station, but uh, give us a little more insight into what's coming with the gathering because I can tell you this has been the prayer of so many people, uh, Christian believers right around Australia for so long, that young people will be encouraged in their leadership gift and effectively mentored to become the leaders of tomorrow. This is what it's the, it's at the heart of what your initiative's all about. Yeah, look, I think, Neil, it, it really came out of, um, for me personally, seeing some of my peers, you know, I'm, I'm 31 and so I'm in that age group myself. Uh, seeing some of my peers wrestling through this idea of what does it mean to be a Christian, uh, but to have ambition to achieve things in the work that you're doing, to have skills that uh, God has given you uh, for the marketplace. How can those things be paired together? How can they coexist? And I've always been a big believer that they do coexist and that there's a space for uh, people to use the skills, the commercial skills they may have or the whole range of of different skills they have in the marketplace, 
and use them to glorify God. And I think really that's what we're trying to do through gathering is bring together this group of emerging Christian leaders who are out there doing what they do in the marketplace and doing it well and encouraging them to keep on living for God uh, and keep on seeking his calling in their life. You know, you're making such a wonderful point here. And oftentimes when we talk about Christian leadership, we're discussing something along the lines of how do we bring people into leadership in a church context? And sometimes it just uh, misses the mark to hear discussions talking about Christian leadership, to think of it only in that sense of church leadership. But what we're talking about here is Christian leadership in the marketplace. And when you use terminology, Jonathan, like having an ambition to achieve things in your field, that is really what it means to make your work your worship. And uh, there is a sense in which your Christian calling in life can be to pursue those things that are the ambitions, those desires of your heart that are God-given. Let's talk about that for a moment because there are young people who have ambitions to achieve things, but they think sometimes that's outside of the Christian context. Yeah, look, I think I I see this all the time uh, amongst people I know uh, who... They, they've been given, they've clearly been given a gift and they've clearly uh, are skilled in a particular area. And it's this wrestle between, you know, do I go after this wholeheartedly? And what does that mean for living my life for God? And I think it can be a real challenge for people to wrestle through and to work through is what does that look like? I think the reality is that ambitious a- ambition can be, a a really detrimental thing and it can be a really damaging thing and it can bring people down and it can bring workplaces down. But it can also be something when directed in the right way, when it is uh, grounded in, you know, a a pathway that God is leading someone on uh, and for his purposes uh, can be incredibly powerful. You know, you look through the history books and you look at somebody like, uh, Wilberforce, and I know you know we're, we're, we'll talk a little bit about the William Wilberforce Foundation, which I've been so a part of and has helped to, to to start this. But you look like look at someone like Wilberforce, and you can't help but think that God placed him in that place for that time and gave him an ambition uh, to rise to the position that he was in to be able to play such a significant role in bringing an end to the slave trade at that time and being involved in founding organizations like the Bible Society or the Church Missionary Society or the RSPCA. All of these sorts of organizations are part of that legacy of somebody who had an ambition to do something in society and paired that with the calling that he felt that God had placed on his heart. Let's talk about the sorts of fields that you are interested in hearing from young people about. And uh, let's uh, let's not uh, neglect the idea that those young people may not be listening to our conversation today, but there are going to be those in communities all over Australia who uh, have in their mind right now young people who they just know have a real calling on their life. They are gifted young leaders. Uh, They're excelling in their field and would love to see them shaped and nurtured and mentored in a way that uh, would put God right at the centre of their activity. What sort of fields 
Are you interested in hearing from uh, for young people to be a part of these nominated uh, positions that you've got uh, for sponsored positions at the gathering? Uh, give us an yeah. idea of the range here. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Uh, we have, in the past, this is our third time round at running gathering, and in the past we've had delegates from charity, charity space, from community and strategy, from banking and finance, law, health, government and politics, accounting, property, um, sport, education, engineering, IT, fashion, business, art, the, the whole range, really, all of those industries that are out there in our society engaging people in the wider community. And, and we actually probably a third of the delegates who have attended in the past couple of years have been people who've started their own businesses as well. And they can be in any of those different fields, really. Uh, but people who have started something, they've got that ent- entrepreneurial sort of spirit to them. And um, this is a great space for those people as well, who sometimes it can be incredibly lonely and uh, it can be you know, qu- quite a hard and tough slog when you're starting something up by yourself. You know, uh, I'm just thinking a little uh, philosophically right now about what's been happening in Australia and what's been happening throughout the Western world, this idea that there has been a godless focus. Uh, some people talk about a march through the institutions in all of these different areas, and you've just named so many different avenues that leaders are needed in the way that they need to emerge. But there's been a, a godless uh, overtaking in some of these particular directions here. And, uh, and I know that some listeners will be really recognising what you're saying when you want to see young leaders arise in communications and banking and finance and law and government and politics, accounting, uh, all of these areas. Uh, this is a way to actually nurture and get these young people into a, a drive in their life that will cause them to actually be an influence on the whole of society. Uh, this is, this is, part, is this part of the strategy or is this just uh, something that fits in with what's actually been happening? No, it is really part of the strategy is, is we would hope that um, through gathering, and, and this is, as I'd mentioned, our third year, we've now had 235 delegates who have come through. Uh, we would hope that these delegates go back into the fields that they are engaged in and that they're able to be an influence in each of those fields and that in each of those places we see them... Um, playing a significant role in, in shaping what those industries look like and in helping to bring good and, and uh, wise decision-making and, and godly and prayerful decision-making into those places and, and industries. So it's definitely been a, a part of our strategy is to try and cast the net pretty wide and far in terms of the reach and the, the connection that we have across uh, the marketplace and, and different sectors of our society so when you have this feeling as a christian believer jonathan that uh, in recent times and perhaps uh, if you might even extend that to the last hundred years uh, we've been facing this idea of losing ground when it comes to our christian influence in the marketplace but initiatives like yours and the gathering and the identifying of young emerging Christian leaders, this is like taking back ground, something that needs to be supported by really every element of the Christian community. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think uh, what we we would hope to see is you think of the story of of Joseph in the scriptures, um, where Joseph is positioned into an influential, uh, I guess, position and opportunity. And as the story unfolds, you see that even through some of the hardship, uh, that through perseverance and hard work, he is placed in a position for for a purpose and for a time and really that would be our hope is that as you said um we're able to have people who are taking back some some ground in those spaces and able to uh share god's love and and help uh our society to be a more equitable place to be a place in which you know we're treating one another as I guess, you know, we're, we're taught by Jesus to treat one another. Um, a place where, you know, we're looking out for the least of these. A place where, you know, we're looking to do things in in uh, a way that, that has integrity. All of these things, I think, when you start to have people who you raise up who have these characteristics and we've intentionally invested into them and encouraged them around these things, we'll start to see a very different marketplace. And that's really our hope and, and our belief and, and what we feel that God has, you know, uh, set us on the, on the path to do with gathering. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020. On Vision Christian Radio. Well, our special guest is Jonathan Green. He's founder and host of The Gathering. It's coming up in September. The idea that there'll be 130 sponsored places. And those places are not all decided yet. You can nominate a young person or you may be a young person and you see yourself as emerging in leadership in your particular field of endeavor. And you'd like to be connected with some of these great mentors who are going to be a part of the gathering. I'll tell you how you can do that in just a few moments. Jonathan Green is our guest. He's the founder and host of The Gathering, and I mentioned that he is a director of the William Wilberforce Foundation. Now, Jonathan, as we talk about you know what has inspired The Gathering, uh, those of us who are a little bit more familiar with William Wilberforce will recognize the importance of him as an identity in the shaping of uh, things that happened there in the 18th century. But this concept of social transformation was what comes from this idea of focusing on William Wilberforce and what you're doing with the gathering, that has that focus as well. Absolutely. I mentioned William Wilberforce before and I I often mention him because he is one of my heroes and somebody who I certainly look to uh, for some inspiration around the life that he lived and the way that he uh, sought God's will for his life and then went after, um, I guess, you know, achieving some pretty incredible things uh, for society at that time. But also we can see the flow-on effects for our society today as well. Um, And the William Wilberforce Foundation came out of the work of Holy Trinity Brompton in London, who some listeners may be familiar with uh, as it started Alpha. And I had quite a bit of involvement with Alpha over the years. Amazing program and uh, a really great tool for helping people to understand 
about the Christian faith and, and what it means to be a Christian. And as I was involved in Alpha, I got to know about the William Wilberforce Trust and the work that Holy Trinity Brompton were doing in that space around caring for marginalised and disadvantaged people. And that really appealed to me, being involved in that work as well as, as the Alpha work. And so uh, I set about with, with a few others and with the support of Alpha uh, in starting the William Wilberforce Foundation here in Australia. That was about six years ago. And over those six years, we've worked with um, many, many churches all across the country to help them around uh, caring for ex-offenders, people coming out of the prison system and helping to reduce that rate of recidivism, uh, but also supporting people who are struggling with addiction. And uh, that's a, a chronic issue and illness in our society. Um, and so those two issues have been the things that we've focused on. And I think for me, as I've seen those issues close and up, up personal, I guess, um, I've seen the huge impact that they have on people's lives. And uh, I guess part of something like Gathering really is about raising up the next Wilberforce. It's about raising up you know, the next Florence Nightingale, uh, Elizabeth Fry, both incredible women uh, from Wilberforce's time who revolutionised the healthcare system and revolutionised the, the prison system. Um, these sorts of people who have a mandate and a calling on their heart to do something significant during their lifetime. And I don't think that they have to be limited to the 17th or 18th century. I think and I believe that they can be people of today and that we have a need for them in our society. If you look at Wilberforce's story, uh, he collected a group of people around him. They called it the Clapham Sect. And it was a group of people who supported what he was working towards, the, those great things I was talking about before, the abolition of the slave trade, um, but also the reformation of manners. He, he says, the Lord God Almighty has laid before me two great tasks, the abolition of the slave trade and the reformation of manners. And so he held these things in equal stead. And the reformation of manners was really about trying to create a more equitable society. He saw that society was falling apart. Maybe some of us see that in our society today. Uh, he saw in the town squares that animals were being slaughtered and all sorts of things were going on that just weren't really very good in our society of that, that time. And out of that, the RSPCA was established and the Bible Society was established because he wanted to make sure that Scripture had a relevant place in our society and so he played a role in that and there's a number of other organizations that he played a significant role in establishing and it was the Clapham sect that supported him in this and so I see something like gathering a little bit like a Clapham sect it's a it's a group of people who are passionate about serving God with their lives uh, who have lots of skills and and influence um, a lot of the people in the Clapham sect were quite influential members of society uh, and who are willing to get on board with being part of social transformation in our day and our age. And so really that's kind of that correlation between what we've done with Wilberforce. I've, I've stepped out of running Wilberforce. We've got some other people who are doing that now. I'm, I'm on the board now. I'm working as a, a lawyer 
working a lot with different organizations from the not-for-profit space, which is great. I love being able to support lots of different organizations that I've worked with before. Um, but I'm still very involved and invested in that work. And, and one of the ways I get to continue to outwork that is through gathering and trying to raise up leaders, young emerging leaders who believe that they're crazy enough to believe that they can be part of making a change in our society and seeing really significant impact in our society. And it's I, I believe that it's those people who are crazy enough to believe it who might just do it. Well, the older we get, the more cynical we get. And it's easy to forget that there are young people who have wonderful aspirations, a wonderful vision, a bright sense of what can happen, the potential for the future. And it's those young people, no doubt, you're looking to make contact with. And uh, there'll be uh, listeners who are thinking, oh, no, I've got some young people in mind, but uh, give us a little idea around uh, some of the criteria here. I mean, have you got a particular age uh, that you're uh, you know working with an age range, the particular sort of young person, uh, you know, is there a balance between young men and young women? Give us a little idea of some of the criteria here, Jonathan. Absolutely, Neil. Look, we welcome people from every state and territory. We welcome um, men and women. We welcome people from all sorts of different backgrounds. The three criteria we do have is that... Uh, those who nominate need to be Christians and actively involved in church. Uh, they need to be between the ages of 25 and 35, uh, and they need to be working in the marketplace. And that can be, as we talked about before, from a whole wide variety of, of sectors, whether that's education or health or business or running their own business or law or politics. It can be a whole wide range um, but they need to be out there working in the marketplace, engaging in society uh, in, in and through the skills that God has given them. And as I understand it, when you're sponsoring these young people, the only thing that they will be responsible for is their transport to get to the Gold Coast. And uh, you've got accommodation, you're going to feed them, you're going to actually wrap your arms around them in that sense of uh, these young people are VIPs uh, to be in connection with these mentors that you're lining up. Uh, this idea of uh, all you're going to be responsible for is to get there, that's a, that's a pretty good incentive, I might say, and uh, I'm sure sure there's a lot of young people that would just love to get to the Gold Coast. I, I would hope so. It's, it's in September, 12th to the 14th, and so just coming out of winter, I'm based in Melbourne, and so I know... Um, uh, I you can hardly wait. To, I know. <laughs> I always look forward to getting there just so that I can see the sun for a couple of days. Uh, but, yeah, look, Neil, it's, it, it is something that I think... Uh, we, we really hope that, that people feel and and... Um, get a sense of the the generous spirit that we're trying to create here. Uh, we believe in these leaders and we uh, think that they play a really important role and what they're doing is important. And so we've really set about to be generous to them and to invest into them. We, we spent some time, this is our third time round, and so after two Two times we've run gathering. We spent some time reflecting on what it is we're doing and um, how we go about it and uh, what, what's important to us about it. And one of the big things that came out for us was that we wanted to have a generous spirit about 
the way that we go about that. And so that's been really reaffirmed. But right from when I first had the idea in my mind, I wanted to sponsor those people who came along. And that's not an easy thing to do because as I'm sure you can imagine, you know, bringing, by the time we have our 130 delegates plus our mentors plus the team, we have about 180 people who are there. Um, and we put everybody up in a hotel. Uh, we do all their meals. We fly in all the mentors and we look after everyone from the moment they arrive to the moment they leave. So it's it's a big endeavor, um, but I'm really committed to, and, and the team are really committed to investing into these leaders. And, and so all you have to do is get yourself there and we'll look after you from that point on. Okay, well, let's just spend about a minute and a half till the news uh, talking about nominations for the gathering. It's coming up on the... Uh, it's uh, September, is it the... Uh, uh, 12th, 12th to the 14th of September. Uh, yes, yes. Year. And nominations close on the 14th of June. So uh, so that's only uh, eight or nine days away. Uh, right. So uh, the way that people actually do make a nomination for a young person aged 25 to 35 years, gathering.org.au. When they go on to that site, are you expecting to hear from the young person themselves or are you wanting people who know a young person to identify perhaps who ought to be approached? Uh, Look, it, it could be either way, Neil. We could have a young person who fills in the nomination form themselves and identifies somebody and puts them in as their nominator. Or if you're listening to this and you know somebody who you think should get along to this, nominate them and pop in their details. Um, you might want to talk to them first or you might want to do it as a surprise uh, and and pop in their details and uh, nominate them on, on their behalf. Jonathan, let's take a call first up. Let's hear from Robin in Mount Morgan, who's been waiting patiently. Hello, Robin. Welcome. Yes, hi. I'm, I'm really excited with what this young man is doing because um, I was just listening to Rick Joyner last night and he was talking about exactly the same thing, producing real leaders. Um, you know, and also Dr. Lance Wallnow, they had, you know, with his um, preaching on seven mountains, the church has become too inward focused. And we're talking, you know, people think that they can only become a leader in a church. No, the, the seven mountains that Dr. Lance Wellner is talking about is every facet of society. He said this is where the church is going to, what does it say? The, the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Well, he's talking about those gates can be in every facet of society, in politics, in sport, in, you know, in, um, you know, in the arts, in, pol- in everything, education, whatever. And these, and Rick Joyner was talking last night about producing real leaders that call to the position so they're just naturally fit for it, not like the world. The world seems to produce leaders that maybe just have all these academic um, qualifications, but they're hopeless in the situation. Robin, what a great point you're making. Let's get a thought or two from Jonathan Green, because as Robin raises this whole issue, and a lot of listeners will be be familiar with this idea of seven mountains, Uh, you know, uh, the arts, uh, politics, the media, uh, education, all of these different uh, aspects of our whole society, how it's all made up. Uh, Your thoughts, Jonathan, for uh, some of the thoughts there that Robin is sharing. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Robin, and thanks for calling in. I think uh, what you're saying is 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 really incredibly important. Uh, there are many spheres in our society that are influential and uh, 
you know, I think sometimes some of them stand out more to us than others. Things like politics might stand out more. But uh, if you look at arts as an example, uh, you know, the, the TV shows, the movies, uh, the things that often are fairly influential on our, our culture uh, come through that sphere. Um, if you look at, you know, business as an example, the way in which, you know, our, our uh, economy is driven and, and shaped and the way in which we uh, go about our business as a, as a country is shaped through that sphere. So I, I completely agree that um, actually not just focusing on one of these areas, but focusing on getting good godly men and women to engage in these spaces and to be ready to uh, allow God to use them in these spaces is, is so important. And, and that, that is a big part of what we're trying to do through gathering. Robin from Mount Morgan, thanks so much for your call. Let's take another call. Shelby is in Queensland. Hello, Shelby. In a little while. Hey, Welcome yeah. back. Hey, yeah. How you going, Neil? Good. Um, love the show, buddy. Yeah, mate, um, I just think uh, workstation, I, um, I travel around a lot um, with my networking, I pull up in a car park, but I always have vision on. And um, people often ask me, what station is that? You know, because I'm half deaf, like I'm low-frequency deafness, and I uh, have it up pretty loud. <laughs> so, <laughs> even, when I, even when I drive the old boss of the case and they call me in to uh, fill in for someone who doesn't turn up for work. Right. And uh, the same thing with my truck be going. So that's my workstation, and I have vision mm. radio blasting. <laughs> Look, that's it's an important point, actually. Shelby, as you raise that, I mean, just being... In some sense, uh, having your faith on display, and I imagine that this works in uh, different ways in different workplaces. If you're talking about different workstations, but I imagine that there is a good fit for how your faith influences the values and the actions that you have in your workplace, uh, depending on which workplace you might find yourself at. What are your thoughts here, Jonathan? For uh, you know this workstation, worship station, and uh, Shelby there, who's really loud and proud and got his faith on display wherever he goes. Absolutely. Workstations come in all different shapes and sizes, and uh, they may be the halls of parliament. They may be uh, the Supreme Court. They may be a classroom. They may be a truck. They may be a retail store. They're uh, all different sort of uh, places and spaces and, and shapes and sizes, and um, we we try and invite people to come along to gathering who come from all and and more uh, workspaces um, and really want to help them and encourage them around. I guess the idea uh, is is that your workstation is you know the thing that you're doing and and for them to be able to do that excellently for them to be able to glorify God through the work that they do for them to be able to show the world um, that, that, you know, that there is a loving God and that uh, God cares about us. And uh, I think, you know, sometimes um, through doing things really well, we, we're given credibility. We, people see that there's something different. They, they see that um, they're, they're drawn to us and attracted to us and, and we're able to, through that, uh, bear an influence upon them for Christ. Thanks so much for your call, Shelby. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you'd like to join in our conversation talking about your worship 
station as being your workstation or your workstation being your worship station. I suppose that's uh, interchangeable terminology. Let me uh, let me follow through here because uh, I know that there's listeners who've just joined us and wondering about what we're talking about with these young people and these sponsored places, the gathering coming up in September, and there's going to be a bunch of mentors there. Uh, let's talk about those mentors for a few moments here, Jonathan, because I mentioned some of them in the introduction a little earlier, uh, some very prominent Australian Christian leaders from all sorts of different uh, different backgrounds coming together to be mentors. Unpack a little bit for us here of just who is going to be at the gathering and connecting with these young people who are going to be invited. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm happy to run through uh, you know a handful of of these um, mentors that we have coming along. I think you've already covered off on people like Mike Baird, who's the former uh, Premier of New South Wales, and Amanda Stoker, who's Senator for Queensland. Um, Mark Hutchinson, who is former CEO and President of General Electric's Europe, uh, an enormous role and responsibility he held there. Uh, Joanna White, who's the Chair of Opportunity International and also the CEO of Access Today, a finance company. John Anderson, our former Deputy Prime Minister, uh, Deb Sterling, who's a non-executive director with Mission Australia, but also with Mega Rail and, and some other organisations. Uh, Toby Hall, who's CEO of St Vincent's Health Australia, has 24,000 employees that report to him. Um, James Holbeck, who's a former Wallabies rugby union player. Roshenda Vermeulen, who's um, CEO of Integrity and doing some incredible stuff in the the uh, communications and, and online digital um, communication space. David Wells is managing principal of Moores and is really helping to revolutionise uh, the consulting uh, space around the ethics of billing and um, I guess looking at value pricing and, and how uh, I guess Christians but more broadly uh, people in society might be able to think about that whole space and, and how they go about billing people. Uh, Ruth Limpkin, who's doing incredible work with the, the Banyans Health and Wellness uh, Centre that works with really high-profile business people and celebrities uh, who find themselves in anxiety and depression and um, addiction, uh, working with them around that. Jason Smith, who started and, and runs the largest uh, physiotherapy network. Christopher Thorne, who's doing incredible work with Ernst & Young around impact investment and working with charities, uh, not just here in Australia, but leading the global charge around this whole space of how can we get more impact through getting investors to work with charities. Uh, Fiona Pierce, who does amazing work with World Vision and a number of corporate boards. Marcus Koch, who uh, is, is involved with Daniel's Corporation is the chairman there and an incredible leader. And Dave Hodgson, who some of you um, may have uh, heard around, he speaks a lot around those those sort of um, mountains of, of society and, and speaking influence into those space through the Paladin Corporation. So well, we've got some great leaders and there's, there's a few more still to, to be added as well. Well, I know that so many listeners, those names will ring a bell as 
leaders in their field, absolutely amazing leaders. And uh, honour to you, Jonathan, for setting up an opportunity to have those leaders all be in one place at the gathering later this year to connect with these 130 young Australian emerging leaders. What came to mind as you were sharing all of those names and uh, hearing about some of their amazing achievements and connecting a bunch of young people who you might imagine will turn up there and not knowing what to expect, almost feeling perhaps even a little timid, uh, maybe even overwhelmed by the calibre of the people that you've got on hand to connect with them. But what I suspect is likely to come from the connections between these mentors and these young people is an idea of permission to have a successful vision serving God in the marketplace. Uh, Give us some thoughts here around what you expect will happen when these young people make these connections with these amazing leaders. Absolutely, Neil. Well, you just mentioned that um, it's it's a, a no small task to be able to bring this group of leaders together, and and I absolutely agree. Um, it's 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 really you know God's doing that we can get them all in the same place at the same time. Um, but what what I will say is that. Uh, I think a big part of the reason why we've been able to get them to come together, we, we don't pay them to come here, but many of them speak professionally and get paid large sums of money to do that. Or, you know, through their work, they, you know, uh, usually are able to um, command, uh, you know, large deals and those sorts of things. They give of their time generously to, to be at gathering and to invest into the delegates who come along. And a big part of the reason they do that is because they believe that there is such potential in this group that we have come along. And they believe that that it's really important that this group of delegates be uh, invested into and raised up uh, to be able to be an influence in our society into the future. And so when we bring them together, I don't find it any challenge to get these amazing leaders to share their wisdom and to share, you know, the insights that they have because they're already wanting to do this. These are people who believe in this, who think that this is important. And so they give generously of their time. I, I, um, is not coming this year, but some of your listeners might be familiar with Simon McKean, who uh, was former Australian of the year and uh, was, a, a uh, senior leader at Macquarie Bank, or still is, and was chairman of AMP and a range of other organisations. He was a former Olympian as well. I found that out um, when we had him last year. Uh, but I, I, and this is just an example of one of our mentors. But so many of them are exactly the same. I saw Simon after one of his sessions sticking around for probably an hour or so afterwards, just chatting to the delegates who had questions and wanted to unpack things with him. And it's that generous spirit. It's that unique opportunity for these delegates to be able to sit and talk with these really incredible leaders who have seen these things before, have been through these things before. Uh, I think that plays such a significant role in uh, what, what we're able to help delegates to be able to take away from gathering, which is some relationships, um, some insights, 
and some wisdom and hopefully a bit of a clearer picture around what their calling is and how they fit into God's plan for transformation in our society and some tools in the tool belt to go along with that, some people who are willing to walk the journey with them. And some of our mentors decide to have ongoing mentoring relationships with our delegates. Uh, I know a number of our delegates have formed really close working relationships where they're able to either even work on projects together, um, but even probably more importantly, meet together on a regular basis to pray with one another, encourage one another and, and build one another up. An opportunity too good to miss. We'll talk about how young people can be nominated to be a part of that 130 strong sponsored spots in just a few moments. But let's take another call or two. Roz is on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Roz. Welcome. Yeah, hi. Um, I I just, um, I'm I'm a mother of a 15-year-old, actually, and... um, you know, I, I'm just listening and I'm thinking, wow, you know, if you could um, start to sort of bring up the uh, the, the school leavers, um, the senior, you know, going through senior and just expressing what your ideas on this on this level, um, you know, this is, I just think it's, it, it could just explode um, as far as... Um, Young Christians, because I, I mean, I've never heard of what you, you're uh, you're talking about until now, and I just think it, it's got such a potential to uh, affect, um, you know, young Christian um, school leavers even um, to, um, you know, to make a mark on their society and to be heading in that direction. And I'm just wondering. Have you got plans for the future of of talking to this group of people um, to, you know, um, to sort of, yeah, bring your ideas? Jonathan, what are your thoughts for Roz, uh, who's saying, uh, you know, you're talking 25 to 35-year-olds, but how Mm. about introducing this into a school age as well? Uh, Your thoughts for Roz? Yeah, look, uh, I I hear I hear your uh, your point there, and and I believe you know uh, that there's such an importance around raising up uh, that school leavers and 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 school aged uh, sort of uh, young person as well. Um, I, I guess uh, you know you you've got to with with these things you've got to sometimes find out who the target is, and and for me uh, and and for the team with gathering. Um, we really felt a sense that God was calling us to that age group of 25 to 35, people who are into, and then there's a strategic reason for that, people who are into their careers, uh, still young and have a lot of potential, um, and that we could have maximum sort of investment into them at that point um, because they are starting to do, you know, their career that they, they've chosen and starting to hopefully, uh, you know, make progress in that. Uh, that doesn't mean that you know there's there's uh, no need in other spaces. There's absolutely need in other spaces. Um, it's always a, a case of time and resources. I I work a full time job as a lawyer outside of this, and all of my team uh, do as well. So this is a volunteer thing that that we do. Um, so my my hope is that we continue to grow this, and who knows further down the track, maybe we could open it up and have another stream for younger age groups. I would say, though, that there are some great organizations out there, and I'm a big believer in not reinventing the wheel. 
Um, there's Compass Foundation, and I know they do some work in that space around um, high school students. There's the National um, Youth Forum that uh, is held in Canberra every year um, with politicians, and uh, they do. I know the guys that organise that. They do some incredible work in in that space around amongst uh, school age students, um, and and there's a number of others as well. So. I'm a big believer in not recreating the wheel. I, I, I agree with you, though, that there is a need in that age group as well. Um, and I guess uh, maybe we'll see where God leads and, and where the opportunities are in the future. Um, for the moment, we're really committed to the, the vision that God put on our heart and, and doing that really well. We're in our third year now and continues to grow and, and have uh, some really great impact. And, and so we're just focusing on doing that really well. But um, I, I, I really uh, hear your passion and, and it's something that um, I hope that, you know, whether that's us or whether that's others, there might be some more opportunities in that space as well. Well, Roz from the Gold Coast, thanks so much for even sowing that seed that no doubt around Australia, people listening in communities, whether you're in a capital city today or whether you're in a regional city or a smaller country town, outback community, wherever it might be, I can imagine there are imaginations running wild right now about what you might be able to do in your own local community for those who are school age or even at the same age group as what Jonathan's talking about and gather the local Christian leaders in your community to do something a little similar to what Jonathan Green is leading here. But Ros, thank you so much for your call. Just a minute or two remaining in our conversation, uh, just come back to how we nominate here, Jonathan, because you've got 130 places. The 14th of June is the cutoff time. Then you'll be inviting young people who have responded or those who've been nominated to be one of the delegates, uh, one of those who can go to the gathering coming up in September. Uh, when people go onto the website, gathering.org.au, what are they going to be confronted with there in order to get their nomination heard? Yeah, on the on the website, there's a whole lot of information about gathering and all of the the, the mentors and when it is and where it is, all those sorts of things. Um, and there's a, a, a tab that you can press on uh, that has nominate. And when you go to the nominate page, we ask you to put a little bit of information in about yourself, uh, if you're nominating yourself, a little bit of information in about the person that you're getting to nominate. We do ask you to find somebody to nominate you, whether that's your pastor or your boss or whoever that might be or a mentor. Uh, and then there's a space for you to write a little bit about um, your faith and what you'd hope to get out of gathering and, and some things like that. So that helps us in working through. We get a lot of nominations in, and so working through um, who are going to be the best people for us to be able to get along to gathering. Uh, but likewise, if you're somebody who is nominating a emerging leader, uh, you can fill in your details as the nominator, put in their details. Uh, you might need to touch base with them to grab those or you might have those on hand. And then as best as you can, fill in some of the other information about, uh, you know, what, what you think that, that what you think they'll get out of it and what some of their strengths are as a leader, all of those sorts of things. Well, I can't help but thinking, Jonathan Green, that what's coming up in September is already having an impact. When we talk about our workstation being our worship station, because just us having this conversation today, hearing your heartbeat about what it means to be 
a Christian believer with a vision for the future who is shaped by Christian values and with this uh, wonderful vision of being an influence in your community with those Christian values at the centre. That's already happening as uh, listeners around the nation are hearing what you've got to say, hearing your heartbeat and inspired by it. Let me give that website one more time before we have to farewell you, but it's gathering.org.au. You'll find details there. You'll find a list of who the mentors will be. You'll find a page where you can nominate a young person aged 25 to 35 years to be a part of that gathering and have access to these most incredibly amazing mentors that will be an opportunity to really... Uh, really to affirm and give that permission to have a wonderful vision of influence for the future as a young Christian believer. Jonathan Green, founder and host of The Gathering and also director of William Wilberforce Foundation. Jonathan, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.